Our today's guest is Vanshika Mehta. She's a LinkedIn influencer with more than 100,000 followers. I know her when she was studying in the US and uh, she got an interview with The Drift using her creative skills. Today, she's a freelancer and she breaks down what does it take to have a massive LinkedIn following and she does not talk fluff. She will give you those actionable insights which you're hungry for. Let's hear from someone whose livelihood depends on using LinkedIn. Welcome to Sales Spin, Vanshika. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to be here. You're looking very sleepy. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, much better. Yeah, I'm hyped. Exactly I'm just like waiting to go back to bed, but I'm hyped. I'm a you hype. You slept for 14 hours, bed. you told me. I slept at 2, then I woke up at 4, then I was up till 8, then I went to sleep again. Wow. Such a schedule, I'll tell huh? you the story of that later, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure all your 100,000 LinkedIn followers do not need an introduction, but could you like let uh, our audience know who you are, what do you do, and why are you here today? Hey everyone, it's Fanchi here. I am a brand and communications consultant. I work with startups who are in their first or second year and I help them basically understand who they are inside so that they can write and convey compelling messages to their audiences and uh, build, build tribe and build loyalty. So I've worked with over 70 plus startups and uh, all over the world and it's been amazing. I, I honestly can't think of any industry I've not touched or at least tried to touch till today. So it's been an amazing journey. And uh, yeah, I mean, 2021 was quite a roller coaster year for everybody and totally didn't expect to become LinkedIn's top voice of this year. But here we are and I couldn't be happier. I think it is. Um, it's just been it's just been such an amazing journey and everybody at LinkedIn has been so supportive, which is um, I think so nice. So yeah, love being here. Thanks for having me and really excited to um, answer all the questions that you may have for me. Wow, okay. I think we should actually have like an AMA session with you rather than probably having a, like a detailed discussion about a topic. But yeah, I think <laughs> I'm very excited. I think we got connected probably four years ago and uh, when you were still studying or I, w- I believe you know you were finishing your studying and uh, you were about to get like a job in US and would you talk about that part when you got uh, an interview scheduled with a company which was which is like a big company can we can we name the company is that okay yeah yeah go for okay. it so you got an interview i remember with the with the with like some top shot at drift and you had prepared for that company like you were trying to get that interview like for 3 4 months you i still remember you had like 3 4 pages of handwritten material which you sent to yes. the interviewer plus a book that was like disrupting the whole way, you know, disrupting the way, you know, interviewers get the interviews. So talk, talk us, talk, you know, talk us through it. Like, how did you think about it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a amazing story because, uh, so I was obviously on my OPT, which is like that one year visa that you mm-hmm. get after you graduate. And um, only if you get a visa from a company that's ready to sponsor you, do you get to stay longer? Like, mm-hmm. obviously. So, um, 
So I came along, uh, Jif. So I was in Boston. My college was like maybe 15 minutes or not even that away from Jif's office. Mm -hmm. And I was following uh, David Cancel, who is the CEO. I was following Dave Gerhardt, who was at that time the CMO. Um, started talking to people. A couple of my alumni were also at Drift. So uh, there was this like instant like connection. And I felt like I wanted to be there. It was such a hyper growth startup. And they were doing such amazing things. So I was obviously looking for a job job and uh, I mean it's it's a it's a very sad cycle that everybody has to go through where you interview and then you get accepted or you get rejected or you know it's just like the cycle of doom right where like nothing right. is happening and you just start feeling really bad about yourself because you're like I know I'm capable why am I not able to do this um, so through that I mean I closely started following uh, Dave because I really wanted to work at Drift and uh, that's when I found out that he really likes reading and at Drift as well they have uh, a whole like uh, culture of reading and learning and mm. uh, so I just kind of watched his profile for a few months and then I was like okay you know I might might not get through if I apply through the candidate portal so what I actually did was I went to the bookstore in the same mall where Drift's office was picked <laughs> up a book wrote a note like I wrote a handwritten I think it was a two-page note and went to the post office which was like in between the office <laughs> and my house and like posted it and said just deliver it to Drift and uh, sent it and uh, I mean obviously I mean come on he had to reply how could you not like so uh, I got a reply and I actually got to interview over there and I remember sitting over there for like um, I don't know like four or five hours I was like creating a custom cover letter like forget resume resume alag. I created like custom cover letters I studied drift as if it was my 12th grade exam <laughs> like end to end like you asked me any question and I could answer it and uh, yeah it was a beautiful experience unfortunately because of the visa and maybe yeah. I wasn't a fit for the role I didn't get the role but uh, this all stemmed from LinkedIn because um, the thing was at my college like for um, about a year year and a half before you graduate every two weeks you had this class which was like career class of sorts mm -hmm. um, where they would give you all the insights on like what is to happen how do you go about it how do you interview all of those basic things and uh, obviously one of the things on the checklist was create your LinkedIn and we were all like yeah sure and we just uploaded the regular stuff that we were told mm -hmm. and uh, um, it was only after I was having conversations with a couple of people and recruiters and um, it just so somehow came up that like LinkedIn was a recruiting team and people were talking about it um, and I had zero clue so then I downloaded it on my phone and I started um, reading and I was like okay this is very interesting I mean you never know who you can get to talk to right on LinkedIn and generally I mean so far I've never had a bad experience I mean everybody's been so friendly and so kind and so welcoming um, so that's when I actually started using LinkedIn which is probably around somewhere around 16 or 17 after I graduated or was about to graduate and uh yeah, here we are in 21. And now it's now it's like literally habit. Like I roll out of bed, I'm eating breakfast, I'm checking my LinkedIn. In the <laughs> afternoon, post lunch, I'm checking my LinkedIn. So like it's become a part of my routine now. And um, I think it's just a platform that gives back um, if you're ready to invest yeah. the right amount of time and resources. So that's, yeah, that's been quite crazy. a journey. I mean, I must say that's been quite a journey. Like yeah. in four years from, I don't know, maybe let's say from zero to 100,000,
right? Hundred more, hundred and five thousand, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah. the number I saw last, right? Hundred and five thousand. Wow. Okay. I'm like at yeah, one tenth I mean, of your number. It's, it's so crazy <laughs> because in 2020, Jan of Feb, I was at like maybe fifteen thousand, and 2020, I just completely like dedicated my time to LinkedIn because I was also solopreneuring at that time, right? So LinkedIn was a source for lead gen, for relationships, yeah. conversation. So I spent a lot of time in 2020 on LinkedIn. So yeah, I mean, I went from 15,000 to 105 in like year and a half. So absolutely. But I'm sure that's a, that's a compound effect, which kind of paid you yeah, yeah, yeah. in the last yeah. 18 months, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I mean. That is amazing. I think that's exactly what we're going to discuss today. So we're going to know all your secrets so that I'm sure everybody who's watching this can probably replicate. Uh, yeah. I want to replicate that for sure. Yeah. Um, so what I want to understand is, and I, I know that you have a background in marketing. So of course you, you know things, for example, we salespeople and a lot of other viewers probably who are watching this probably would not know. There's a different side to marketing. Um, and I'm always curious about knowing things like on a deeper level. So while, while this looks like a great thing, what you did, you got an interview. I think uh, if anybody wants to get an interview with me, I send me a book, or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you an interview irrespective of that. But yeah, I think what I wanna know is like, where does this come from? Like, how do you get those ideas? So this is like a sort of disruption, right? Right. And I know in sales also a lot of people, uh, you know, we, we do the same thing where we're disrupting somebody's day, cold calling them, you know, giving thick covering, thick covering coming up with, you know, lots of different ideas, you know, innovative ideas, sales leaders are coming up with almost a daily, you know, daily, they're coming on a daily, you know, new idea every day. So what I want to understand is where does this inspiration come from? And market marketers are always famous for, you know, these creative uh, you know, side. I just want to understand where does that come from? Is that from reading, observation? Where does this come from? Yeah, so I would have to definitely give credit to my parents for that. I mean, uh, they've always pushed me to do better and think bigger than what I always did, right? So, mm. for example, um, I was, I think, in grade 11 when I was selected from my school. And I think there were only 20 people or so from my entire country, from UAE, that were selected to go for like Global Young Leaders Conference in wow. the US. So I got to go for that. And uh, while I was in my high school, right, like I recognized that there was a lot of talent and there was nothing being done about it. So the two years that I was doing my A-level course, I actually organized um, a concert called Cambridge for Charity that um, got published in the newspapers and uh, we raised uh, money for um, the first one was for Red Crescent when the Gaza thing happened back in the day. And then the second was the Dubai Autism Center. So in like we did it one year, I think it was around seven or 10,000 um, dirhams and mm -hmm. then the next year it was a straight double and it got uh, published in newspapers and it was all about me the process the people the school and um, I think I've always been someone who's not comfortable fitting into a box like even even when I was at college right like I remember like going to my teachers after class being like you said this, but what about this? And then they would be like, I'm going to come back to you tomorrow with this. So I have a habit of just always thinking what more can be done and how do I do more than what I'm doing, which is also a huge reason why I quit my job because I was like, I'm not doing enough. Like I wanted to do more, which is why I quit my job and decided to become a solopreneur. So I think, I mean, if you just look at any situation or incident or time period, right, and you see things happening that are normal, 
um it's not a it's it's not a stroke of genius that i sent a book or all of that it's just the execution that mattered right i could have shipped him a book from amazon and it would have gone directly to him and there wouldn't have been that personal touch right but instead right. it was in the same building i went right. to pick up the book wrote a note sent it via post waited for him to reply on email so like it's all those like little things that matter right if i just shipped it he'd be like great this is just someone else who wants to interview um but i actually wrote him a very nice note saying this is why i want to interview this is what i bring to the table so it's always about just seeing what's happening around you and then breaking the norm and uh, just just figuring out what can you do and execute it beautifully because a lot of the ideas that we all have are very right. easy very simple where we fail is the execution right like even something simple as like say picking up a bouquet for your loved one right like you could pick up just any bouquet but if you know the person's favorite flower and you pick it up it just makes everything so much better so it's just about adding that touch of you into everything and executing it beautifully so i think that's that's where it kind of stems from and that's where it's grown out of now this is this is beautiful this is like really deep and uh... <laughs> I'm all, and you know like i said i'm also thinking from perspective of a lot of people let's say to whom you know this does not come naturally so let's say every parents everybody might not have the same parent parents as you right where they kind of push to care hey you know think out the box challenge the status quo right a lot of people did not grow in those circumstances so if if you if you have to think about it and while i understand you said you know if things are normal while i'm also of the thought if things are normal you know yeah that means everything is working well you know you don't have to disrupt it but why would you say that you know if things are normal kind of challenge it because normal is boring normal is where you get into your comfort zone normal is where you get complacent right i i quit my job because i knew i could do so much more and every single day is a challenge right like how do you close it like i'm not from a sales background right but right. how do you close the client how do you upsell how do you cross sell how do you do this how do you do that like i learned on the job and i read a lot about freelancing and not just freelancing but everything that's adjacent to it as well right like how do you build your brand how do you sell yourself better what do you need to convince clients what are sales collaterals right and then think of how you can innovate and create off that because um it's just like doing business right but at the same time it's the 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 you that matters when you're freelancing for example like i yeah. am and it's it's a touch of confidence that you bring to the table which is why someone wants to work with me right like just a couple of weeks ago um i got a referral through a friend because the client was like i want to work with panchika and the client knew that we were friends and the client like specifically requested for me and i was like i feel very special and um you know so stuff like that happens and it's it's like if you are comfortable you're not doing it right so for example like i am still very uncomfortable doing outbound right because i'm not sure if i'm using the right tone of voice i'm not sure if they even need branding or like i mean you probably get it right, right? like reaching out to somebody from you know from ground zero point blank is very scary right because here i'm trying to say that i think you need this whereas i don't know if they need it or not till they reply yeah. right or if we have that conversation so i get really nervous doing outbound but i have to do it because if i don't do it i can't just rely on my inbound right inbound is comfort zone right that's the thing right 
come for, I, I close at least like I think 80 to 90% of my clients that come inbound almost like very rarely do I get said a no and <laughs> if it's a no it has a very valid reason yeah. but everyone that reaches out to me knows that Vanchika can do this Vanchika is uh, almost going to be at this price range this is what she can do this is what she can't do and mm like I said, most of them close, but with outbound, I get rejected so many times, which brings me back down to ground zero, which is like, okay, I'm not the shit. Like I'm just Banchika. Like I'm not that cool as I thought. So it's <laughs> like, it, it serves as a grounding exercise that you get rejected. And then you're like, okay, I'm not that cool. I need to work on this. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's just about breaking the norm and uh, yeah, not, not sticking in that box because I mean, when you're comfortable, things just happen and you take it for granted, right? Like right. you don't you don't count your blessings when things happen, when yeah. they're just comfortable, right? Like now, if I tell you that I'm closing a lot of my inbound leads, I know I will close them and right. it's comfort zone for me. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I'm always looking Let's to talk more about that, Panchika, uh, since you said, you know, you're, you have a lot of inbound leads. So for everybody uh, who kind of missed what Vanshika does, Vanshika is a freelancer. That means she does not work for anybody, but she works for everybody, right? Uh, she's not tied to one organization. And you said you have worked with 70 plus organizations so far. And yeah. all of these companies might have come through your own network through. Uh, and this is, this, this is also true for a lot of salespeople. Let's say we're watching this, that, uh, you know, when, when, they, when they make their own brand, when they're able to establish that a lot of, they will also get a lot of inbound where people will be like, hey, I like what you're doing. Um, could you tell me more about your company? Could you tell me, hey, I'm anyways evaluating this product, but I saw you, you know, representing this company in this space. Yeah. Let, let, let's chat, right? That's how the whole conversation starts. Mm -hmm. So can you give us like the framework since your whole livelihood depend, depends on being on LinkedIn? Give us a framework to anybody. One, so let, let's start from the basic, okay? Number one, I think we've already established that being on LinkedIn is important. Uh, we've seen uh, that you are, your whole business kind of runs on it and you are doing, you're incredibly successful, you know, just using LinkedIn alone, right? Um, so tell us the framework for somebody, let's say who has less than 500 followers and who decides, yeah, I want to do this. And um, yeah, just, just tell us like from A to Z, what exactly is required? How can somebody reach where you are? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's a ton of information online, but it's all so confusing. So whenever anyone asks me this question, I just say <laughs> there are like three main things, right? There's content that you put out, there's connection requests that you send, and then the third is the relationship building. So all yeah. of these three paired together um, help you go from point A to point B. So for example, let's break it down. So when it comes to content, right, a lot of people struggle with content. And the biggest roadblock that I've seen and heard of is people being like, oh, my English is not good, or, oh, I don't know what to post. And the answer is, if your English is not good, nobody cares. Like, I've honestly seen people post stuff and still get comments and reactions. And it's, it's, it's not a place where you have to be perfect. Like even I mess up posts. Like if you go to my LinkedIn right now, like I guarantee you like amongst the last couple of posts, you'll see the word edited because even I've made some mistakes. Like I've made a typo, I've made a grammar error, which I realized later, right? So we're only human. So just take that inner vision out and throw it in the trash can. Second thing is don't know what to post. Honestly, 
don't know what to post is the easiest to solve because all you need is one tinge of inspiration right and i am a firm believer in the fact that if you consume good content you'll produce good content Agreed. so if you go to for example kora and um you just type in like sales enablement something something right and say you're in sales enablement right so then look at the kind of conversations people are having on kora look at the kind of questions that they're asking and then use that as an inspiration add on your experience and then post it right um there's also answer the public there's reddit there is there's just google search right like there's right. so many ways to get inspired and on linkedin people don't want to read what they can google right if i can google this out i'm not going to spend 3 minutes reading your post so right. if there is not a tinge of you in the content it doesn't matter to me if can you're you just going to copy paste sorry to cut you short so for example like yeah if you're talking about like say how to close a six ticket six figure deal client right, right? um if you just tell me like 1 2 3 4 5 i'm just going to be like great but if you tell me one and then this is how i did it two and this is how i did it at least i'll read and i'll want to know more and i probably comment back saying oh you know this is really interesting i haven't tried it let me try it or yeah. i tried this and this didn't work so think of your content as a uh, as a source to get conversations rolling and to um you know build those relationships or at least put out your way of thinking right at the end of the day now the creator economy is like the next big thing and it is already and it's only going to get bigger yeah. um so start putting out content i mean a lot of the content that i put out literally has to do with my day to day right so for example one day i'm making a mood board for a client and i'll explain how i did it next day i'm doing like vision statement and i'm like okay how broad does a vision statement need to be so a lot of the content that comes on my linkedin is inspired by my day to day conversations right yeah. and you don't even have to give names you don't have to give specifications so if you are in like sales or marketing and you had this like really say um, you know like really uh, uh conversation with the prospect conversation but a challenging one right like yeah. nobody wants to hear the normal like i picked up the phone client <laughs> was like yes yeah, send me this i'm going to send you a 100 million dollar check like that doesn't happen right <laughs> yeah. so tell us about the challenges tell us what you struggled with yeah. tell us if you did have an incident like this where you just like you know reach out to someone on linkedin you stalk their quora you send them an email you did this you did this you did this and finally they're like yeah closing the deal on the phone tell us how you did it right don't just tell us what you did tell us how yeah. because that builds a relationship between you and i i can only trust you if i know you which is why again authenticity is the keyword yeah. over here right if you don't tell me how but you just tell me what happened you're missing out on the you aspect of it which you should probably not do so that is with the content the second is connections right a lot of people don't take this seriously and that's why they don't grow their network right i think linkedin allows you to send if i'm not wrong somewhere between 100 to 150 um outbound uh, connection requests a day and that's no, no, a lot one, like it's 100 per day now it's 100 per day yeah that's what yeah. it's 100 per no, day no it's sorry it's 100 per week now sorry per week okay whatever it now is 100 changing, per week yeah. yeah but that's that's still a lot right yeah. so what i'm trying to say is like when you're building your network right and you're building um, sort of the thought leadership that you want and you're building the visibility that you want who you have in your first connections matters a lot 
right? You would rather connect with somebody who is active on LinkedIn, is posting, is commenting, and that is visible because you can go to their um, feed and check are they active or not. Yeah. Um, those are the kind of people you want in. And then yes, there are exceptions to the rule where it's like, okay, you know, my oh my god, like you know, uh, Elon Musk connected with me on LinkedIn. Like I don't care if he posts or not. Like it's Elon Musk, right? <laughs> so there are exceptions to the rule, but generally, start connecting with people that want to have conversations and those that are uh, friendly and are uh, public figures because then what LinkedIn does is in the algorithm, it basically sends it to your first connections first. If your first connections, a certain percentage of them reply or comment or like, then it goes to the second. If that goes, then it goes third. If you reach third, you've gone viral. So there's, there's, it's, it's a very direct connect to who are you actually connecting with, right? And who are you yeah. sending out connection requests to? So make sure you're doing that correctly. Send out personalized requests and be friendly, be open and be direct. If you're calling, if you want to connect to this person so that you can talk to them about something about your business, just hmm. be direct. Don't be like, hey, I want to connect yeah. with you. Let's network. Yeah. Like that's just shady. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. If, if you want to do that and you're just kind of building connections and relationships, it's okay, but don't be shady and just be like, I want to network and then just hit them with the sales pitch when they connect, right? Nobody likes that. Don't be that person. Relationships. Hmm. Yeah. So that was about the connection request. And then the third one is the relationship building, right? If you are not seen building relationships actively on the feed with other people, there is zero reason for them to interact with you. So think of it like a give and take. And we always say, right, give, give, mm. give, then ask. Yeah. So if you are not giving and you are not active, there's no reason for them to respond to you. So I would suggest like, honestly, if you had to like, say spend time in like say out of the 10 hours or 12 hours that you have in the day to work slash LinkedIn yeah. um, what you could do is like maybe spend 30 minutes writing a post right just pick up any topic that is in your domain spend 30 minutes or even less if you're good at writing it'll barely take you five or ten minutes hmm. um, initially it'll be a struggle but anyway I'm giving you 30 minutes so spend 30 minutes writing a good post tell us why tell us how tell us what tell us tell us a story right yeah. of the entire journey then after that I would say I mean even if you send out five or 10 really good connection requests to people that you genuinely want to connect with and that are active on LinkedIn. Um, it might look really small on a daily basis, but you do 10, 10, 10, and it, it, it adds up. Yeah. Um, so do that. And then the third is I would say spend about an hour, if you can, just commenting. And here's a super secret hack that I use, right? It looks like I'm online all the time on LinkedIn, but trust me, I'm not. Um, the only way that I do it is like I said earlier as well, right? I am eating breakfast, like I'm chilling alone on the table, like I'm scrolling LinkedIn and pasting or writing good comments, right? I mean, sometimes when I have a really large thought, I use voice to text and it just transcribes the entire thing out and I post it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so like I'm doing, I'm having breakfast. I'm like on LinkedIn. Um, Want to take a 15 minute break? I'm on LinkedIn, just scrolling. So the thing is like, it's about using your time mindfully while you're on the app. Like there right. are many times where I would scroll and I'd find nothing to post or comment on. I'll just be like, oh, it's okay, I'll come back later. But if you're there and you see something where you 
feel like you can add value, um, definitely go and comment. And it barely takes a couple of minutes to post a comment, right? It's not like you're writing an essay. At the end of the day, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. This is such a great thought. Or <laughs> no, I don't think this is great. This is what I think, right? Couple of minutes, it really doesn't take that much time. Yeah. So it's not about like a lot of people do it wrong by chunking out time for LinkedIn. But that's not the best way to beat the algorithm, right? Because there are people posting at all times of the day and the night, right? Yeah. Depending on even what time zone you're in, right? Um, so you potentially can't be on top of the feed if you're just going to chunk out one hour a day and then do 20 comments, which is really not the right way to do it. Instead, split it up into bite-sized chunks where you're like, okay, I'm having my chai right now. I don't have anything to do. I'm going to jump on LinkedIn and, you know, comment yeah. whenever I see something useful. And if you don't find anything useful, it's totally okay to quit the app and do something else, like jump on Clubhouse or whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, but be mindful of the time you spend on LinkedIn and be mindful of your goals, right? If your goal is to go from 5,000 to 15,000 in say six months, then how are you going to make that happen? Set out a plan and stick to it like be your own accountability partner right like yeah. i remember back in the day when i was just very new on linkedin i had an alarm on my phone every day at four o'clock being like do something on linkedin and that's how i got into the habit of posting because once i learned that like you need to that's post regularly level. yeah i mean see it's not about being there every day i don't post every day like i post when i have something to say but at the same time, I'm consistent, right? It's not about doing it seven days a week. That is, again, where people go wrong and get yeah. overwhelmed. It's not about doing it seven days a week. It's like just doing it in bite-sized chunks. And you decide what order or what you want to do that day, right? If you're not in the mood to send connection requests, forget it, just comment and post. If you're not in the mood to uh, post anything, just comment and send connection requests. So one out of these three, you have to do every day irrespective right. so you either comment or you send a connection request or you build a relationship and you should honestly set a target for yourself like um for say uh, conversations per week or something like that so generally what i do is every evening right when i'm just after work just chilling right. um LinkedIn has this amazing feature of the voice note, um, which came up a couple of months or years ago. Yeah. And what I just do is I go down my recent connection and I send them a voice note and I'm like, hey, so nice to connect up. I see this, this, this would love to chat or, you know, can I help you with anything? And so many wonderful conversations have sprung up from there um, just by opening the door to conversation. Right. So um, a lot of times people accept and then forget um, yeah. like, you know, I am on LinkedIn at all weird hours. So sometimes I might just accept a connection request, but not have time to say hi. So what I do instead is when I'm chilling, I just send voice notes, hardly 30 seconds. It's quicker than even typing out a message. It's like 30 mm. seconds, very improv. Yeah, voice and very notes friendly. is something which even I, I, I would completely endorse. It's better than text. And I'll give you my reasoning for voice. Um, I'm sorry, didn't mean to steal no, the no, thunder, it's okay? it's fine. Um, Voice note, I think, has um, this element of curiosity because you can't see unless you don't play. You don't know what's inside. Okay, so yeah. person, other person does not have a choice. So other, in other cases, when you send it long, long text or short text, people can say, "Okay, you're pitching." In voice note, you can, they cannot know unless they play it. Now that is where your magic comes. That is where your tonality comes into play, and you bring your whole personality into that voice note. So uh, recently, I think last week, uh, I sent like about five or 10 voice notes. I think I got like 
about 70% reply. And in each one of them, I did like a lot of research and I tried to make it funny. So that, you know, for example, one of, one of the, one of the sales manager was an actress. Okay. One of the person had something which I used to, you know, bring that funny element and, and the response was, Hey, I appreciate that. that was a very funny note. Thank you. And, you know, but I'm not interested, but at least people, re people read it. People actually complimented you. It's not about the compliment. It's about like you touching, you know, you, you actually bring that whole personality and saying, Hey, I'm different. And you know what we do are different. And when you send that text, you are again, becoming one of those other people who are all sending texts. Yeah. And it's so easy to tell when a text is like copy pasted. I get so many of them like, hi, Vanchika, like you're looking to connect with you, trying to build relationships. I'm like, <laughs> no, it, the weirdest is when they have these automated things doing it and it just picks up your like title. Um, and it's like, hi, Vanchika, I see that this happened this morning. Hi, Vanchika, I see that you're a uh, event lead and communication director. I'd like to connect with you and build my professional network. I'm like, <laughs> and like you just you basically just automated this thing it's so obvious to tell automation on linkedin and yeah. linkedin has genuinely been trying to stop automation but i mean technology is just way too smart these days so yeah. um yeah i mean you can't you can't hack a personal note right you have to have said it yourself at that time and then sent yeah. it so that's the good part about it now all of these are like fantastic insights i'm pretty sure anyone who wants to build a brand can copy you or maybe you might have like a masterclass they can sign up do you have one <laughs> i don't have a masterclass but i do keep going live on linkedin i keep sharing my insights uh recently actually just a couple of days ago i shared uh this uh, screen recording it was actually very cool so linkedin is basically now making it easier for you to post content by saying that if you post a comment right after you hit post it asks you like do you want to turn this into a post or something like that it oh yeah i think i read that somewhere yeah, yeah yeah so i did a video on that and so yeah i keep sharing stuff whenever i see something new and that is super cool because if you've spent time writing a good comment uh linkedin is initiating you to post it as a post and then that person's post goes under uh so it's like a answer oh, and then the question and nice. yeah it looks it looks really nice i remember i got easy. that option I, I did not like exercise that i did not you know act on it but Pretty sure, yeah, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, you could so totally do These are do all it. good insights, and uh, yeah, I think we should. You should probably publish a book like how to grow from <laughs> zero Something to hundred. Something is 000. in the works. Something yeah. is in the works as we speak. Wow. Digital I'm products sure. are next. Like so talking about creativity, right? Like everybody's talking about digital products and NFTs and um, all that cool stuff. So yeah, digital products are the next big thing, and uh, yeah, there is there is something in the works. I can't reveal too much, but. That's okay. Uh, Something's coming up soon. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. I'm sure we'll all buy it. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the most interesting part. I mean, what you said was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, let's move on to another interesting part. Okay, which is the rapid fire. And I do have about like five or seven questions for you. Usually I have okay. four. For you, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go let's like a, a step up. Okay, let me know when you're ready. Yeah, good to go. Let's go. All right. Give me five brands you admire the most. Uh, five brands I admire the most, Sugar Cosmetics, um, Izico, um, I like uh, Sabya Sachi's Aesthetics, um, I like uh, Hermes, I'm going to be buying a birthday gift for myself from there, so definitely have to like that brand, <laughs> and Apple, like how could we forget Apple? Yeah, okay, give me one favorite brand now, like out of the five, and why? Out of the five, Apple, Simplicity, I mean, just... 
everything is so beautiful about the way Apple communicates its products. You would just like take my credit card and swipe it and send me a Mac right now. Like yeah. it's just so simple and so beautiful, right? Like we've gotten caught up in complicating things. We humans are great at complicating everything. You put anything in front of a human, they will find a way to complicate it. <laughs> but like Apple, the 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 feel that you get, the vibe, the way, I mean, the the biggest test, right, for me as a brand consultant and, you know, someone who's very involved in comms is if you hide the logo on the top left corner of the website and I just showed you the wireframe or content bits, yeah. would you be able to tell me that this is this brand's website or not? Yeah. And with Apple, if I hit the name, 100%, like, a majority would be able to tell that this is Apple aesthetic. Um, just totally in love with the way they do things. And even, I mean, the WWDC, the one that they did recently, beautiful example of storytelling and just just so beautiful. I wrote an article about it on Medium, so I can send you the link. Um, wow. I wrote about the storytelling aspect of it and how they built a story around their product and their product launches. And just I'm just always amazed at what they do and how they do it. Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah, we'll check it out. All right. Let's move on to the next one. One piece of gadget you can't live without. One piece of gadget I can't live without. My Fitbit. Wow. Cheesecake or ice cream? I, uh, cheesecake or ice cream. Uh, can I have ice cream cheesecake? Is that a thing? <laughs> Good one. No. Beach or mountains? <laughs> um, beach in the summer, mountains in the winter. <laughs> I don't like choosing. Wine or cocktail? uh wine on weekdays cocktails on the weekend do i have you can't, to you can't have everything okay you have to choose one <laughs> okay cocktails i think cocktails all right one one person more. you admire the most on linkedin one person i admire the most on linkedin uh very hard yeah i can't pick one yeah, person let's, it let's make some enemies for you yeah it would be very unfair i can't do one i could probably do like two or three i can't do one for sure one is too hard, man. And like, see, you can, so so you can say three, and what we're going to do is we're going to edit the next two and, you know, make it look like, <laughs> like one, so. Yeah. Okay, uh, so obviously, there's my mentor, Saurabh. He's doing amazing things on LinkedIn. Uh, next person I really enjoy even talking to personally is Kaushik. He's the co-founder of uh, Sugar. He's an amazing person. And uh, third would be Komal Ahuja. She's just such a pro freelancer. Like, we are both, like, sailing in the same boat, and yet we're, like, mm -hmm. very, very good friends. And, um, you know, she texts me when she has an issue. I text her, and her content is just A, a star. I mean, she's, she's totally killing it on LinkedIn and she then started Insta and then she started Twitter and like she's just she's just managing to kill it on all platforms so I think those are the three people that I really really look up to um, if I had to pick not just one I can't pick one it would be very I think unfair. I've interacted with Komal in the past so I can, yes. I can totally relate to she's that amazing. she's amazing she's yeah. amazing all right fine final question like final question for you one final advice for all the viewers to get the get, you know get started on the LinkedIn game just start i think a it. lot of us <laughs> just do it just start right because everything seems hard when you begin that is just the nature of how the world works yeah. but if you start and you get used to it and you believe in what the mission is and you believe in your goal of why you're using linkedin uh, things will fall into place so like 
I mean, initially for the first three to six months, if you're a newbie on LinkedIn, you're probably going to be talking into an echo chamber. And that happens with everybody. It's not just you. So just start and be consistent, whatever consistency means to you. Consistency does not mean seven days at 5 p.m. Con consistency means three times a week, whatever day, time, that, yeah. whatever works for you. Um, and I think uh, second tip that I would say is get in touch with people who are active on LinkedIn and learn from them and ask them questions because everybody, like I said, everybody's so friendly and everybody's so approachable. And that's how we met as well, right? And then yeah. I think I've been lucky to actually meet you twice in person. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are so many people I know who I've never got to meet and God knows when I'll meet, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's that relationship, right? That you and I have, where I can just pick up the call and I'll be like, yo, I need help. I don't know how to close this line. And mm. that's like, that's what like LinkedIn gets you to, right? It's like real people, real connections, set a goal for yourself and just, just start. I mean, there's no other way to do it. Just to start. This is all beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom for which I'm sure people will be shelling out money soon. So thank <laughs> you for <laughs> thank you for sharing all that for free. I'm great so to glad. have you, Anshika. Thank you so much. You. I hope you have a great uh, Sunday. Thanks for watching this video. If you like the video a teeny tiny bit, would you like the video? Subscribe to the channel and tell me what you like. Throw your best insult at me if you did not like any part and you would want me to improve. I promise you will not offend me. Seems like too much work, right? Let's start with subscribing and let me know in the comments what I should cover next. Thanks again.